Huge thanks to Podcorn for supporting the Haunted AF podcast. You know, producing your own podcast is great because it gives you a chance to dig deep into something that you love, like spooky stories from all over the world. But there's just so much time and money that goes into it. At some point, you've got to start recouping that stuff, and that's where Podcorn comes in. They connect podcasters to podcast sponsorship opportunities like interview segments, topical discussions, or host-read ads. You know, kind of like the one you're hearing right now. Mm -hmm. You're never too big or too small for Podcorn either. They help podcasters browse all kinds of sponsorship opportunities. They set their own rates, and they collaborate directly with brands without any exclusivities. You never give up any rights to your podcast, and Podcorn is here to support you at every step and ensure you're protected and compensated for the work that you do for brands. We'll post a link in our show notes so you can check it out, but it's definitely time to start monetizing your podcast at podcorn.com. I have got some ghost stories for you. I come home from the gym and the chairs are all stacked upside down. I'm like a very intricate stack. There was a werewolf on our porch swing holding one of our kittens. The pen was all busted open and there is blood everywhere. There's like somebody standing in the middle of the bed with their finger pushing straight up on the canopy like a tent pole. But there's nothing there and I laid in bed like a little kid. I pulled the covers up over my eyes. (laughs) This little boy told paranormal investigators apparently my grandfather came back from the dead to harass a toddler. (laughs) So that is my ghost story. Hi, and welcome to Haunted AF, the podcast of real ghost stories told by real people. We are your hosts. I'm Julie Fist. And I'm Rebecca Black. So coming up, we've got a new dead pet of the week story. We have a special report from Jefferson Tech. A special report from Jefferson. Damn it. A special report from Jefferson, Texas, from our good friend Michael Hatch. Another haunted Tesla story. I'm so excited about this one. And something so creepy, so weird, straight out of Germany. That's all coming up. But first, we have to say welcome to season eight. Woo! What's happening? I can't believe it has been over three years, right? Yeah. Over 130 episodes. Oh my God. Yeah, this is actually episode. Uh, episode. episode. Like episode. an epi, EpiPen. EpiPen. Episode 132. <laughs> Holy crap. So please, if you have not gone back and listened to some of our old ones, even season one where we're screaming and everybody hates our voices. Yeah. Did you hear my stomach just. Did it scream? It did. My demons. Do I need to give you a cheese single? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know why that was so funny. Would you, would you like? Do you need a cheese single? <laughs> would you like a pill wrapped up in a wad of peanut butter, Rebecca? <laughs> what do you need, baby? No, I'm good. Where was I? Exclusive content on our Haunted AF Patreon page. Oh, you yeah. can find that. It's patreon.com backslash Haunted AF. Thank you. I Clearly, we are out of practice. Yeah, this is going to suck. I mean, like the stories are going to be really good, but, but the, the, us, we're going to suck. So yeah. just heads up. It's going to get ugly. Somebody <laughs> might pop a booby. Yeah. Anything's possible right now. <laughs> I was not even prepared for that. <laughs> I mean, we are both wearing kind of low cut shirts today. Woo-hoo. I'm like, I hope that doesn't bust out. Um, but while we've been off, we've been posting mini sods all summer long, and of course, we're still posting the, the Patreon pregames each and every week before we reveal it. Reveal, pretty much. Yeah. What's the real word for it? Record. Thank you. So, real quick, so we got to say hello to our new Patreons, um, patrons. There you Man, go. Come on, girl. You can do this. Elizabeth <laughs> Munoz, Dana Kohler, and special thanks to Katrina Welpler and Melissa Vincini, who just became Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anal patrons? That's what I was going to say. Annual patrons. There's a huge difference there. We're charging more. (laughs) Uh, Remember, you can, again, find that at patreon.com slash haunted AF. All right, let's just jump in. This first story comes from Denise. Hey, ladies. um, My name is Denise Knight, and I have several ghost stories to share with you, but I'll start with my in-law's house. They lived in Mineola, Texas for... Ever. Uh, when they were there, they lived in the Harry Meredith house. He was one of the founding people of Mineola. He loved children and left his estate to the city for the children. But their house is very grand. It was 4,000 square feet, just a block or two from downtown. And they have many, many uh, ghost stories. I don't think Harry Meredith left or maybe one of his many wives They've always told us about things that happened in the house. Since I married my husband, we've always gone to visit. And one of the first times I was introduced to the ghost, we were upstairs and I was going down the hall. I had my hands filled with baby paraphernalia. And as I was reaching the door, I was trying to figure out how am I going to open the door because I had my hands full and the doorknob turned and the door opened about two inches. And I thought it was my husband. And so I kicked the door open and said, thank you. And I walked in and nobody was in the room. And I was like, okay, appreciate the opening the door. (laughs) And also in that room, when I would lay the baby on the bed and change her, she would look past me up in the ceiling area and just laugh and giggle and talk to somebody above me. And I'd always say, please look at mommy. (laughs) And she would just look past me every time I changed her in that bedroom. As the girls got older, they hated the dining room. It was kind of a darker room. And when you went through there, you would either smell real strong perfume smell or cigar smell. Several years on, we were staying with my in-laws, and at the bottom of the stairs is a little bathroom. I was downstairs in the little bathroom, and right above me was the upstairs bathroom, and my husband and our two girls were up there. It was so bizarre. I was brushing my teeth, and I hear this loud arguing, couldn't distinguish the words, just yelling back and forth. And then something slammed to the floor. And so I go upstairs and I go in the bedroom. I was like, why are you letting the girls argue? He goes, Denise, what are you talking about? They haven't been yelling at all. They're in there watching TV. And so I go in the bedroom, the girls are laying in the bed and they're watching the TV. And I'm like, y'all weren't yelling, nothing fell over. And they were like, no, mom, nothing fell over. So I mean, that's just one of the many stories I have of the many house, a beautiful house, a lot of good memories besides the ghostly interactions. But I will call back and tell you more stories. Yay. Thank you. And the really cool thing is that you can see this house. It's on the historic register. Uh We'll post some pictures. But if you live near Mineola, like I love driving by a haunted house. Of course. Why wouldn't you? I I know. That does a lot for me. Not even going inside. Yeah. Just to go and check it out, right? (laughs) Rebecca and I will get out and just like walk around out in front of it. Do you feel anything here? We've literally done that. We're going to get arrested. So our next story comes from Roxy and she says, this is basically an account of the stories my mom has told me over the years. Uh, She says, 
because I was around three when I started talking to a young boy named Joshua who was older than me but younger than mommy which mommy was about 20 at the time. I told her I found him in the corner of my bedroom broken and beaten up because his daddy was hurting him. Mom tried to brush it off as a childhood imagination but after that every morning she woke up to find our pictures and crosses off the walls. I told her Joshua did it because he said crosses were bad. Ooh, Joshy. Right? One morning I was at the kitchen table eating breakfast when I started giggling and looking under the table. My mom asked, what are you doing? And I told her Joshua was tickling my toes. So he was under the table? Mom told Joshua to knock it off, but then I told her he was trying to get some water. Suddenly the faucet turned on full blast. Mom screamed and ran out of the kitchen. We moved a few months later, but Joshua must have followed us because I kept talking to him. The same stuff continued at the new place with pictures and crosses being taken off the walls. Then one day, mom heard me telling Joshua to stop that. You aren't allowed to do that. Mom came in to check and I said, he's jumping on my bed and we aren't allowed to do that. Out of nowhere, the bed broke. Mom was over it. (laughs) I would imagine at this point, like, yeah, you got to go, Joshua. Yeah, being scared is one thing. Property damage is Is a whole other. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, She said, Joshua, that's enough. You have to leave. Later that same day, I told her that Joshua was sad and didn't want to leave. Mom said he could only stay if he promised to behave. After that, it all just stopped. I didn't talk about him anymore, and nothing was taken off the walls ever again. Roxy. Or maybe he didn't go. Maybe he's just still there. He's He's just just being quiet. Just being really quiet. Or behave. Like, I don't want to get a spanking from mom. Okay, so we always tell people when y'all are taking haunted vacations or you're doing ghost tours or something to feel free to be a haunted AF correspondent. So one of our friends actually did this. Michael Hatch. I know. I'm so excited. Yeah. Thanks, ladies. I'm here sitting in room 212, which is the President Ulysses S. Grant room at the Excelsior House Hotel in Jefferson, Texas. Now, this is the oldest hotel in continuous operation in Texas. They opened their doors in 1858. Tons of famous guests have stayed or part here like Oscar Wilde, Lady Bird Johnson, Laura Bush, President George W. Bush, and Jim Lovell, and that's just a small list. I think Steven Spielberg, who stayed here in the early 80s, nailed the description of this place when he said, quote, it looked like a set from the Haunted Mansion at Disney World in Florida prior to the Haunted Mansion's existence. Now, keep in mind, the Excelsior is only one of a bunch of different haunted locations in Jefferson. One CBS News affiliate called Jefferson one of the most haunted cities in Texas, if not the country. Now, when I stopped by the Jefferson General Store, which has lots of spooky things heading there too, I picked up Mitchell Whittington's book, Haunted Jefferson. 26 pages of this book are dedicated to the Excelsior. Now, here's some of the highlights of what's happened here. There's a ghost of a man who materializes in the courtyard, wanders upstairs, and he appears at the foot of ladies' beds. And in room 213, several people have told stories about a ghost cat. Also, there was a woman that claimed to see an unseen hand tear her covers off of her in the middle of the night. Now, you're going to hear everybody around town talk about the most haunted location in the Excelsior, which is room 215, the Jay Gould room. The list of occurrences here is endless. A specter with all black hair, a rocker that moves on its own, fingernails being dragged across the headboard of a bed, and a headless man walking around the room. Room 215 is also the room that the Steven Spielberg stayed in when he was scouting locations for the Sugarland Express. In an interview with the Miami Herald in 1982, Spielberg talked about looking around and feeling sort of uneasy when he walked into the hotel. He was right, because as soon as he walked into room 215, he had the most disturbing feeling. There was almost something standing over his shoulder, and it got worse when he went into the bathroom. He then felt incredibly cold temperature changes in different parts of the room. Then, in the middle of the night, he said, we're leaving. 
writing. Now, the cool thing is this experience gave him the idea for Poltergeist, which he wrote. Now, as for me, my daughter and I stayed in the Excelsior as a last trip before she goes to college in a few weeks. And unfortunately, we didn't see anything. So let's put it this way. The lady who's given ghost tours for 22 years in this town rates Jefferson buildings on a hauntedness scale of 1 to 10, 10 being like really haunted. She gives the Excelsior Hotel a 15. It's an incredible hotel with a fascinating and freaky history. In haunted downtown Jefferson, Texas, I'm Mike Hatch reporting for Haunted AF. So official. Awesome, Mike. Thank you, oh, Hatch. But yes. nothing happened to them. Nothing happened to them. But Okay, a couple of things. Congratulations to Maddie. She's going off to school soon. Yeah. Maddie's been a fan of Haunted AF since the beginning. Mm-hmm. Hatch is a good friend of ours. Sure. Like, he and I, we've gone ghost hunting around the- Y'all the, have? The former CBS building. I yes. cheated on. <laughs> How dare you? Well, this was back before you and I were a couple, okay, Rebecca. I'm fine. sorry. Fine. I so, guess I'll forgive it. Anyhow, listening to this, I was like, damn it, we got to go to Jefferson. That's just a few hours away. Yeah. We're starting to get on the road a little bit. Right. It's like, let's go to Jefferson. When I was there years ago, I taped a pilot for a ghost hunting TV show. I remember you talking about this. Yes. Everybody drink anytime yeah. I mention it because I bring it up anytime I can. Anyhow, we went to Jefferson and the scariest place we stayed at was the Grove. And honest to God, nothing happened to us while we were in that right. house. It's an old old ass house it is so creepy and we were in there at night and with nothing. all of our ghost hunting equipment and taking pictures nothing happened and we were all scared shitless there's just something about this house and i was like okay we need to go to jefferson mm-hmm. we're going to stay at the excelsior or the jefferson hotel either one of those places are hyper haunted yeah and then we're going to go to the grove so i went to look it up well hell there was a massive tornado that just came <gasps> through jefferson july 13th okay yes. like i remember that but i didn't well it went through the historic district oh Oh, no. Yeah, and it hit, like, uh, there are these boat tours that go along the Creepy Cato. Yeah. And the grove was actually hit. So the house itself is okay, but it knocked down some of the huge old trees out mm-hmm. front. So I reached out to the grove and uh, talked to someone named Mitchell. I was like, do you want to come on the podcast and give us an update? Because they're not doing tours right now because yeah. of the damage. But also, I'm like, just tell some stories because sure. that place is amazing. And so we're going to talk to Mitchell hopefully next week. Okay. So uh, I'll also post a link in the companion blog because the Grove is amazing. And it is one of those places when you go to it, you feel it. I like mean, it's just oppressive as soon as you like step out of the car. Heavy. Uh, yeah, it's one of those places. I've I never been it. to Jefferson, not even like a drive through oh, I just go. have only heard horror stories. So our next story comes from Beth. She says, hi, ladies. I discovered your podcast about a month ago and love it. Thank you. Thank you, Beth. Uh, so my daughter sees dead people. Really? That is a bold. That's a big statement. Yeah, right there. Right there. Yeah. Seriously. Uh, she's 26 now, but I learned of her ability about five years ago. She and I attended the funeral of our friend Bob. Another friend was sitting in front of us and she had also lost her mother D. After the service, I commented on how nice it was because that's what that's what moms do. do. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's what we do. My daughter said she was too distracted to pay attention because Bob was standing at the front of the chapel. Let me just repeat that. Bob, the man who died, who's in the casket, was standing at the front of the chapel. Read the next line. She said, whenever people went to the podium to talk about him, he would put his arm around them. And Dee was sitting in front of us with her family. Oh, that's the other one who passed that's away. That's the other one that passed away. Oh my uh, gosh. She says that when she sees these ghosts, they're kind of shimmery and white. She has also seen people sitting in a roped off area at Hearst Castle and regularly sees a young soldier in our house. Oh. Four years ago, my 83-year-old father passed away after a long battle with Alzheimer's. A week later, my daughter told me she'd seen him the previous night. He told her to take good care of me because he had to stay with grandma. About a week later, he visited my daughter again 
again. He wanted her to tell me how good he looked now. All thin, fit, and happy. My dad has visited my daughter several times since, but we did not share these visits with my mom. Then one day, mom said she sometimes sees dad sitting in his favorite chair and thought she might be going crazy. I told her about dad's visits to my daughter, and she seemed comforted by this. Losing my dad was really hard, but I have taken so much comfort in my daughter's ability to see him and to know that he is still around watching over us. Beth. Andy's all thin, fit, and happy. I know. <laughs> yeah. He's rocking a bod. He's like, make sure Ghost you tell everybody bod. how hot I am right yeah, now. Yeah, I love that. All right, so this next story comes from Lizzie. Hello, ladies. Here is my third cut of the week. <laughs> so in 2014, <laughs> my 17-year-old cat, Jake, and I moved to Florida to start our lives over. And we were staying with my mom for a bit. So when I started the next leg of my career, I had to go to Miami for a month or so. And I left Jake with my mom so that they could hang out and drink beer all day in the retirement park. About two weeks after I left, Jake died. And I was upset because I had promised him I would be with him at the end, and I wasn't. So, I don't know, a couple weeks later, maybe a month, I was still in Miami, and... It was 6.30 in the morning, and this very loud meow woke me up. I looked over to the side of the bed. There was no one there. There couldn't be. I didn't have any pets with me. thing was, I knew it was Jake. He was not a big talker, but I knew what his meow sounded like after 17 years, and that was him. So I call my mom, and I tell her what happened, and she said, I heard it too. Maybe she did, or maybe it was the dementia. We'll be right back. Bloody FM presents Hometown Ghost Stories, a paranormal podcast that investigates a new town every week, bringing you all the hauntings, from haunted houses to castles, bridges to asylums, wandering spirits to demons. Over 100 episodes covering different towns all over the world. Tune in to Hometown Ghost Stories live on YouTube every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern or on any podcast platform and find out if your hometown is haunted. Oh my goodness. Lizzie. Well, first of all, thank you so much for that story. But mostly, thank you for your own Dead Pet of the Week intro song. The opera, bring it. That was incredible. And we need to see pictures of Jake. You know, you always know your pet's voice, though. I agree. I agree completely. And I don't think the dementia has a factor. Because we hear stories all the time about people who had Alzheimer's and dementia that have seen, like, family members. Yeah. Spoken with them at the end and stuff like that. Yeah. I just assume that's what that was. Right. I personally, I think you and I both agree on this. Yeah. When people with dementia start seeing things, I don't necessarily believe that it's Same. that they're not actually seeing it. Same. I, yeah. do, I 100% agree. And I'm like, oh, I work with dementia patients too and Alzheimer's patients. And I mean, I really do think there is something to that. Yeah. The veil is lifted yes. or something. I don't, I don't, closer to God maybe? I don't know. I don't know. There's something going on there. Uh, our next one here says, hey ladies, Emma from Colorado here. Hi, Emma. Uh, remember all of those cemetery videos, the Tesla videos? 
Yeah, remember the ghost videos with the people in the Tesla, yeah. how they go to like cemeteries right. and stuff? Yeah. yeah. Um, she says, well, we were talking about it the other day, theorizing that if it could really pick up a ghost, it wouldn't just be in cemeteries. It'd be everywhere. Right. I mean, I think you're right about that. I mentioned thinking it was code that Tesla engineers input for any cemetery on the map. Remember, we discussed that. We were like, what if like the idea of that? pranking us right. by putting this in? So if you go into a cemetery. Elon Musk, he's shown himself to be kind of eccentric and crazy. So that would so why not. not? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So two days later, this happened in our garage. Hope you're having a great break. Hugs, Emma. Okay, everybody go to hauntedaf.com, episode one, season eight. You got to go watch Watch this video. It's literally something walking around their car and then it will hop in the back seat every now and then. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. She also says, P.S. It's happened two days in a row now. So I guess we've got Tesla squatters. Also, our eight month old is in the back next to our unseen passenger. Eek. Okay. Oh, bye. So her kid's in the back seat. Yeah. And this thing is getting into the vehicle with them. Okay. Let me pull this up for you. Yeah. Because I have not seen the video yet. See them, Alan? next to you and then it hops in the back seat right it just got in i also think it's interesting their kid is making noises yeah listen and then they start talking sir (laughs) but then it gets out excuse me and the baby's going uh and then he hops back in again okay that's too freaky this this is really cool because it's uh, it's almost like every time she says sir it hops out it hops out and then, and then it, it hops back, back in. in and then hops back out yeah so oh, go and freaky. watch that video and it's great because we we got a ton of those haunted tesla stories yeah and the videos but i haven't seen one like that no, that's and freaky, she, freaky. she proves that it can happen outside of a cemetery too all right so this next story comes from someone who has sent us a handful of really cool stories in fact he just shared one on our patreon page oh okay that is like I'm still not really over. So this is from Michael. I was 23 years old. I was stationed in Germany with the United States Army. I was a counterintelligence agent and I was in a surveillance detachment. And our primary mission was to conduct surveillance on Soviets within Frankfurt, Germany and the whole area, actually Western Germany. And this is before the wall came down. And so we're still at the height of the uh, Cold War. Every month or so, we would go out on a, on a one-week or two-week mission, and we did have a regular surveillance uh, route that we would take um, on a specific Soviet target that I can't really talk about, but we had specific areas where he, we'd sit and wait for that target to go by, and then we would follow that target uh, wherever in Western Germany they would go. And this area was in some back woods and some really narrow roads. And I remember one morning, we were driving to our location, And the driver was a lieutenant. She was about 32, 33 years old. And I was the passenger, um, what we call the rabbit, because sometimes if we had to stop, I would jump out and I would go follow the, uh, the surveillance if it went on foot. And so we're driving to our location and it's probably about, I don't know, 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning and it was just starting to get light. And we drive by this area and there was this kind of like little overpass. And we look and we see two figures. One figure must have been seven feet, maybe eight feet tall and very skinny. And he had this weird kind of like top hat and his face was just really long and narrow and white. It was like bone white. There was a figure with him and the figure was maybe three feet because it probably didn't even come to his knees. But you couldn't really see much about it because it was like shrouded. And so we're driving by and I see it and I'm like, what in the hell is that? The lieutenant looks over and was like, what the fuck? 
she slows the car down just naturally and we're looking and this figure, this eight foot figure looks at us and he just slowly turns his head towards us. And then his head keeps turning and it almost turns like 180 degrees to where it was like looking backwards or whatever as we're passing by. And we're just totally freaked out. And so we keep driving and we're like, no, there's no way that that happened. But we couldn't stop and we couldn't go back because we had to get to our area for the surveillance at a certain time. And so we couldn't go back. We couldn't stop. We couldn't turn around to see what was going on. But we got to our spot and we continued with the surveillance. And later on, we talked about it, but we could never figure out what it was. And we drove by there again numerous times because this is one of the areas that we would go to pick up our surveillance. And we never saw that creature again. We never saw the tall person. We never saw the short person. We never saw anything weird there again after after that, but it was just the weirdest thing. It was like seven to eight feet tall, very narrow. I think it was dressed all in black also, and it had a top hat, and it had a narrow long face, and it was bone white, and it was just the weirdest thing. The other figure, very short, we couldn't really tell because it was kind of nebulous, and it was maybe 30 seconds, but we never saw it again, Uh, and that's my story. Nebulous? What does that mean? What? Nebulous. Starry, maybe the edges of it weren't clearly right. outlined or identifiable. I don't know, but what? this is so wild. I know. I love it though. We have multiple people who've seen it, right? And these are like government, yeah, type this official. like like spies. It sounded like right? doing all the surveillance oh. and then seeing something. So I did some research on like any sort of weird, tall German ghosty type things, or and the, and I couldn't find anything. Immediately, all the stupid Slenderman stories started well, coming yeah. up. But then I guess uh, there was a long time ago a German army that was made up of top hats? No, of really tall <laughs> like, people. I don't believe you. <laughs> but with top hats? I don't think so. But with, not with top hats. And he said it was a Soviet surveillance. Yeah. So it wouldn't have been German. It would have been Russian. Oh, okay. So I guess. I don't know. Unless what if it was like, oh, I don't know if the Russians are the ones that wear it, the tall furry hat. Uh, and not a top hat, but it looked like it was a top hat because they're tall but furry. But it, I always think top had I immediately go to shadow people because you know True. there's always hat man with the shadow people right. I have no idea I don't I've either never, it literally sounds like something out of like some f***ed up American horror story episode <laughs> well yeah yeah what was the one where they were like in a carnival or whatever freak show freak show is yeah. totally what I see is like the like really, it's the man on stilts yeah the really get you. tall guy with the nebulous three yeah. foot tall creature and they're probably lovers or something mm-hmm. Michael thank you so much for that story Michael has shared a couple again go to patreon.com backslash haunted AF so you can hear all of those because they're amazing and please don't forget to find all of our photos that we've talked about here all the videos we've talked about here in this episode hauntedaf.com this is episode one season eight or you can just go watch the video version on the haunted af youtube channel and if you are watching on youtube right now first of all sorry the computer came unplugged while ago and that's why i had to (laughs) dude you (laughs) joked earlier that we might show a booby and then you got your cleave up in there and i was like here it is Uh, she predicted the future The computer came unplugged. That's why I was doing that. But also, uh, our light fixture is broken in here, and that's why uh, the lighting is so bad. So if you are watching on YouTube, I'm real sorry. Yeah, so sorry about that. We'll get our shit together at some point in time, I I promise. I like how we're going to call ourselves out for sucking, and then now I'm about to immediately ask you to leave us a review. (laughs) 
We know we suck, but we want you to leave us a nice, happy review yeah. uh, if you can. Pretend we don't suck. Uh, and also remember to follow us on all of our social medias. We've got Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, along with YouTube. And that's a really great place that you can offer feedback. Mm-hmm. You can say that one thing you did, it really annoyed me or whatever. But also, <laughs> if you have a really good spooky story to share with us, or even something like Michael, where it's like, I don't know what the that was right somebody please explain this to me and just so we can tell you hey look we hear that shit all the time Mm -hmm. you know please send it all to us at hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com so we can use it in season eight of haunted af and don't forget to subscribe to haunted af on apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher wherever you listen to podcasts please follow us on facebook twitter instagram youtube and of course tiktok you can even contact us directly through our website hauntedaf.com gotta say thanks to andrew mamalica and travis Vance for the Haunted AF theme song and to On Air Media for titles and technical support. Also, big thanks to all of the Haunted AF Patreon supporters. Most of all, we have to thank you for listening and for sharing your stories with us. By the way, Julie, if I die first, I'm coming back to haunt you. Oh, I'll come back to haunt you too, Rebecca. 